Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. Welcome to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker here with you on a very somber Tuesday afternoon in the wake of the events that happened at Paycor Stadium in Cincinnati, Ohio, last night during Monday Night Football, just past the midway mark of the first quarter. We all know what happened. Those of you that were watching or listening to the game know that DeMar Hamlin had experienced cardiac arrest on the field after making a tackle on T. Higgins in the game in the first quarter. And while we were all watching it unfold, not knowing exactly what was going on, I think we all very quickly realized it was a very serious situation, quite frankly, a life or death situation. And now we are still, I'm going to be honest with you, (laughs) doing the game on the radio, traveling overnight with the team back to Buffalo. Uh, I'm still trying to find my footing in all of this. Um, You know, I know Steve has tons of years of experience broadcasting games that was unprecedented the only thing that I even said on the air that I and my thoughts went to this as I was watching the ambulance back up visibly upset players on the field was the Kevin Everett situation it is the only thing that comes remotely close to what we all experienced last night that was in the season opener back in 2007 when for those that don't know Kevin Everett, a former tight end of the Buffalo Bills, was coming down the field covering a kickoff, collided violently with the return man, Dominic Hickson, of the the Broncos, and um, immediately was motionless on the field. We would learn later he suffered a severe spinal cord injury, and fortunately, through the great work of the doctors and medical professionals, uh, his temporary paralysis... Uh, was only temporary, and he regained the ability to walk and function in everyday life. His football career was over, but that was the only time where I heard a stadium fall silent as quickly as it did in Cincinnati last night. Um, There really is no update from the latest news, which we received through a statement from the team overnight, and that statement basically by the Bills confirmed that DeMar Hamlin had a cardiac event following a cardiac arrest following the hit in the game versus the Bengals. His heartbeat was restored on the field, transferred to UC Medical Center for further testing and treatment, and sedated and listed in critical condition. We have since learned, based on medical comments that have been out there, and we take them at their word as medical professionals, that sedating a patient in a case like this is common to basically let the entire body rest not have you know a lot of brain activity not have a lot of uh, circulatory activity they try to sedate the body so it can rest and heal properly and 
we imagine that that is, in fact, what the medical professionals in Cincinnati are doing with him right now. Um, Steve, I can go on and on about what we were experiencing in Cincinnati. Where did where did your perspective lie in all of this? Not only, you know, being a a guy that covers the team as an employee of the Bills, but as a former player. Yeah, I unfortunately, I mean, I've been in in and around the NFL since you know last century, nineteen eighty five. Uh, so I'm pushing forty years, and because of that, we've all seen too many times guys get carted off the field, and and it was uh, is one of those things. And you, you felt the inertia even from Joe Buck and and. Troy Aikman, uh, their guy Terry McCauley in the in the booth. You know, he, his job is to support those two guys, Joe and Troy. So Terry calls the league, calls his guy at the officiating. Hey, what's the procedure for something like this? If this if he stays down for if they for an extended amount of time, they say, well, you know, they'll give him a five minute warm up, and then so he relays that. And poor Tony and Joe are just trying to for any scrap of information, and uh, they say, well, the league you know, says, and what really the league didn't say it, the, the league just told them what the procedure was. And, of course, pretty quickly, everybody realized that's, you know, not what this is about. Uh, it's not going to happen. Uh, and Don Aponte, who is the chief administrator of football operations for the National Football League, she was there yeah. on site. And for all the policies and the rules and regulations that we've all become so familiar with and, uh, in situations for the league, they always have something going on with replay and rules changes and player safety. Um, the people who make those policies last night listened to the people who were actually at the stadium and said, you know what, you're right. We're not going to go any further. And uh, I've said it a million times. The league sometimes takes a little time getting it, but they always get it right, and they did. So kudos to the people on the ground, Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor in particular, for what they, how they handled their players and their team, and the and the resumption of the game, um, and certainly the first responders and the guys on the field. Um, let me just say this: I I played in the league for 13 years, and I was in the locker room with my teammates, and not just the teammates, but the staff guys, the equipment guys are part of the family. You know, you know them like your own family. The the guys who help you every day, they tape your ankles. They give you clean socks. They, you know, they wash your stuff. They clean the locker room. They're there with you all the time. They become part of the family. And that goes for the training staff. And by proxy, strangely enough, the first responders and all those, you just tend, because the game hurts so bad sometimes, you just have this sense of trust for the guys who know what they're doing medically. When those guys run out on the field to DeMar, and start working on him, you trust him. And, but last night, you kinda, we all entered into some, some uncharted waters. You could see the look on Josh's face, Sean's face, you know, Steph's face, Tredavious's face. You know, all of them were seeing something go on there. They had to resuscitate Damar, and it was frightening. And from that moment on, you knew something was going to be different. Uh, all of us, we didn't see it. We couldn't see it on the broadcast back here. And you know, all of us kind of found out piecemeal as they went along that since the longer it went on the field, um, this was going to be a little different scenario. And that's why, you know, they did the right thing. And this game was not going to continue. But it just, my heart goes out to all the guys on the field. 
I'm just so thankful. And not, I don't know, I guess a little bit, but you think back to the Kevin Everett thing, and incidentally, the Kevin Everett incident was the day I got put on the Wall of Fame in the stadium. And it was right after it happened. Yeah. It was the opening kickoff of the second half after the halftime ceremony. It's, you, you just so thankful that the league and the teams and the professionals, the medical professionals, the first responder, they take all their stuff so seriously. They came out, they were ready. They had the defib there. They had the guys, they had CPR guys, they had the ambulance. They were there and they had drilled it. You know, they drill it every year right before the season. So they're up to snuff. They go through, they, they're, they're all ready for it. And they were last night. And, uh, and all of us, I think, are at least a little thankful today that they got stuff like this in place. You know, like I said, I've been playing the game since I was 11 or 12. I've been in a league for almost 40 years. And I've never seen anything like that. That's right. that we're all in uncharted waters. And and even today, we're going to spend the next three hours talking about it. We're all going to kind of hang in here where we're at with DeMar Hamlin until we find out he's OK. Until we find out we can we're going to move forward and he's going to move forward and we can do it together. We're not going to do anything until we find out the condition and, and prognosis and future for DeMar Hamlin. Cause we're all stuck there. This whole yep. the whole league is stuck right here until. Um, there's resolution here. We did get uh, some explanation on the procedural events and decisions at the league level from some league executives on a conference call after the game had been postponed and the Bills were making their way out of the stadium because there was no more football that was going to be played last night. Senior Vice President of Health and Safety Policy, Jeff Miller. Executive Vice President of Football Ops, Troy Vincent. And Don Aponte, the Chief Administrator of Football Operations, who was in the stadium last night, all got on a conference call and kind of laid out how everything came to be decided. And we'll hear from Troy Vincent. We have a couple of his comments that we'll play a little bit later on in the show but it was very clear. I, I, I listened in on that conference call. I dialed in and listened to their comments. And essentially what came through clearly to me was very wisely Donna Ponte, who I said was on site, Troy Vincent and Jeff Miller, who were on the phone at the league office, were tied in directly to head referee Sean Smith, and Sean Smith had his microphone open as he was talking to head coach Sean McDermott, Cincinnati head coach Zach Taylor. In real time, Troy Vincent and Jeff Miller were listening to the exchange in terms of the conversation between those three men on the field so that they were up to date in real time as to what was transpiring. And as we always say, Informa more information helps you make a better decision. So they were gathering information in real time from the coaches, getting an assessment of where the players were at in the wake of the very unsettling and jarring events that were taking place on the field in terms of the care of DeMar Hamlin after he collapsed on the field. And while it did take some time, I think it was 
because the league did not want to make a decision from their perch in New York. They wanted to gather as much information as possible from the boots on the ground, so to speak, in Cincinnati to get the best assessment as to where both teams sat and ultimately after they gathered enough information and let things settle down after DeMar Hamlin was transported to the hospital, they ultimately made the correct decision, which was football is not happening tonight. That'll be addressed at a later time. Let's focus on DeMar Hamlin and his care and (laughs) get some prayers out. Um, Power of prayer was first and foremost at that point in time. We're we're all powerless unless you are a medical professional directly taking care of DeMar Hamlin. The rest of us are powerless in this situation outside of, you know, getting some prayers out for DeMar Hamlin. And the league, and, you know, the league makes the call, but here's the thing, and I thought was interesting, and I thought... it showed really great leadership um, by Troy Vincent, Roger Goodell, all the things. Because the league, you know, obviously has to make a pronouncement they're not going to play the game. But what they did basically was listen to Zach Taylor and Sean McDermott. They said, what do you guys think? And they said, no. And they said, okay, we got you. Basically is what happened. Um, the leadership of the two head coaches in this instance has been really good. And the, the ability and the willingness of the league up at the top – who weren't there. Now, Donna Ponte was there, and she was on board with it as well. So everybody on site told the league what should happen, and the league said, okay, you're right, we'll go with that. And, and they made that leadership model made a decision that has never been made in the NFL before, uh, canceling a game that was already in progress, or post, they're saying postpone. Postponing a game that was already in progress and stopping it, sending everybody home, saying it's not going to happen tonight. It's never been done. And the league, listening to the people on the ground, made the right decision in conference with them. And I, you know, that's exactly how it should have happened. Yeah. And uh, kudos to them. And this, (laughs) people, you know, people saying, well, it took them too long. What were they going to, you know, well, took them too long. Yeah. But I'm what, just 20 gonna, minutes too long. All I'm going mean, to say, come is, on. all I'm going to say is this. I would rather have a governing body like the NFL take longer and make the right call right. than rush it and make the wrong one. It, the the amount of time it. it took to make the right decision is immaterial. Well, what's most important is the right decision was made. Yeah, absolutely. And, and whether... Here's the thing. We found out about it, what, an hour after the incident occurred. That doesn't mean that's when the decision was made. <laughs> well, you right. Know, so. And really, how long it took is neither here nor it, yeah, there. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But you don't fact- know all the elements that had to go into that decision, the procedural uh, steps that they take to cover any and all bases. So yeah, but kudos before to- you want to cast stones... Yeah. The league got it right, and yeah, that's kudos, the bottom line. Kudos to Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor. Um, Zach Taylor walked across the field and, and yeah, came, to to Sean, came to Sean McDermott and basically said, hey, what do you think? And I, he goes, I got you 100%. What do you want to do? And Sean, with his hand over his mouth, they had a conversation that was you could tell the, you could tell the top of the conversation. And whatever decision <laughs> – I hate to say it like this, but those two guys were going to make the call. Right. And 
no matter what the league thinks, what Troy Vincent or Roger Goodell think, the two guys there with the head coaching knew that the two teams on either side of them were going to do exactly what they were told by those two right. guys, no matter what Roger Goodell or Troy Vincent said. And so Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor made the call on the sideline with the official standing right there, and that's when it, that's when it happened. When right. the Bills left the field, that's when the decision was made. We know that while all our concerns lie with the health and improvement in status of DeMar Hamlin now, we do invite your phone calls at 803-0550-1888-550-2550. Our show today is an opportunity for you as Bills fans to come together as a community in support of DeMar Hamlin. So we welcome your phone calls. We have open lines for you at 803-0550-1888-550-2550. Whether you just want to offer well wishes, uh, whether you want to just offer thoughts and prayers, or whether you have experienced, unfortunately, something similar to this that you want to share, is an opportunity for us to be therapeutic as a Bills community. So we welcome your phone calls, as we said, at 803-0550-1888-550-2550. Jordan Rooney, who is the marketing agent for DeMar Hamlin and a close personal friend, put out a statement from DeMar's family. This came out just a short time ago, right before we went on the air, and it reads as follows. From the family of DeMar Hamlin, on behalf of our family, we want to express our sincere gratitude for the love and support shown to DeMar during this challenging time. We are deeply moved by the prayers, kind words, and donations from fans around the country. We also want to acknowledge the dedicated first responders and healthcare professionals at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center who have provided exceptional care to DeMar. We feel so blessed to be part of the Buffalo Bills organization and to have their support. We also want to thank Coach Taylor and the Bengals for everything they've done. Your generosity and compassion mean the world to us. Please keep DeMar in your prayers. We will release updates as soon as we have them. Thank you, the Hamlin family. Uh, That statement coming out just a short time ago. So, uh, yeah, it's... (laughs) I think everybody appreciates people in the medical field and what they do. It really hits home as to just how important those people are in our community or whatever community you might be in when a tragic event strikes and them springing into action literally when seconds counted, not minutes, seconds. Same thing thing with Kevin Everett. Yeah, fantastic. And I will just tell you, I I mentioned this on the morning show. I was on with Howard and Jeremy this morning on the Buffalo flagship WGR, and I was – the thing that I noticed first in observing this, because we've all observed serious injuries on the field. Heck, we just observed it back in week two when Dane Jackson suffered the neck injury and medical teams – rushed out onto the field very quickly. The thing that was different this time was one of the athletic trainers or medical people on the Bills staff immediately was pointing to the Cincinnati sideline, telling them to get the defibrillator. Right. Running onto the field and pointing to them, you know, AED, get the AED, and a medical staff member for the Bengals, like a shot, ran to the wall, you know, the lower bowl wall that circles the field, 
where I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the AED is mounted and charged for the at the ready, ripped it off the wall and was on the field in 20 seconds, and the paddles were out probably in about 30 when, like I said, every second literally counted. It was impressive to yeah. witness yeah. the the speed at which that was deployed. You got, and that's part of why guys at the at this level are willing to play this game um, the way they do. Right. You, this is a like this for all of us. This is a once in a lifetime event. I've been playing the game since I was twelve. Never seen anything like this. Um, and the fact that it's the, the the possibility always seems so remote until you see an event like this. It always seems so remote, and things like that make players like me or like I used to be comfortable and be able to play with great joy and passion and and practice hard and train hard and play with confidence um, because. We trust people like that, and I know there have been times when I was when I was hurt, and I would come, and the guys who would come out, Bud Carpenter and Eddie Abramowski would come out, and Randy Ribick, those guys, the Ribick, Woody was the equipment guy, but you know, you just if you were down and they came out, you knew you were there with somebody who cared about you. Um, that's big. Um, so that's part of why players are able to play this game because the league gets these issues right. Um, You go back in time, we keep bringing up the Kevin Everett thing. There have been countless other situations. One, One of the things that changes this is certainly this is an injury none of us have really seen before or heard about. But also, um, we're here talking about it because we don't know how DeMar's doing. And that's the thing that sticks with all of us. We don't know yet. Even in the Kevin Everett thing, Kevin Everett gave a thumbs up. You know, in the Alex Smith, when he broke, shattered his leg, he was sitting up high-fiving his teammates. He said, I'm going to be you, – you get a sense that they're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. We don't know that yet. And until all of us get some sense of how this is going to come out, we – you know, we sit and wait, and we're all in uncharted and uncomfortable place right now. And it's not fun. It's not right. fun. And we, um, so we're in it together. Burr Browning and I are sitting here together, uh, working our way through it, um, just like everybody in our building is. So we're, and we ask you, if you want, to come on board with us. Yeah, and, and we'll and, get to and, the and phone calls in just a second. Before we do that, there is a statement that has been released by Bengals owner Mike Brown. First and foremost... The Bengals continue to send thoughts and prayers to DeMar Hamlin and his family. Our hearts are with everyone in this unprecedented time. What we can do is support one another. Last night was supposed to be a great night for the NFL and a great showcase for our hometown. Instead, the human side of our sport became paramount. And in that moment, humanity and love rose to the forefront. As medical personnel undertook extraordinary measures, both teams demonstrated respect and compassion, while fans in the stadium and people around the country bolstered the support for DeMar and love for each other. The Bengals are thankful for the love and compassion shown by all, praying 
for DeMar. I will say this, being in Cincinnati in that stadium, um, I already mentioned how the electricity that was coursing through that stadium at the start of the football game to where it went when people realized the severity of the situation, you could have heard a pin drop in there, and there were 70,000 people gathered together. I will say this. I was impressed by the compassion shown by Cincinnati fans applauding when DeMar got loaded into the ambulance. Um, There was no animosity by people who were planning to spend a Monday night watching football, leaving the stadium. Everybody left in an orderly manner. You know, nobody was being a jack wagon saying, no, we're not going to do the football. There was none of that. And even after the game, for a long time, there were a lot of Bengals and Bills fans still outside the stadium, you know, waiting as our buses were in the parking lot for a while before we left and just kind of waving at the buses as we left, kind of, you know, doing whatever they could to kind of say, hey, we're, you know, we're with you, that kind of thing. So my hat's off to the Cincinnati Bengals fans. They showed me a lot of class and the Bills team, for that matter. They showed a lot of class last night. They really did. Bless their heart. And it it, it is something. A little bit of it was made. This is a rekindling of that relationship where the Bengals, by beating the Baltimore Ravens, had put the oh, Bills in into the playoffs in yeah. 2017. And, um, and, of course, if you haven't heard DeMar Hamlin's toy, toy drive, which the goal was $2,500, is well, now at about $3.9 million. He started and, that right after his college right, career ended. Right. He, wanted to start it, he wanted to start it before, but GoFundMe pages were illegal for NCAA athletes, so he waited until – you know, he had graduated or yeah. finished his career his mom, and then started it. His mom runs a, a daycare center, so he's a you know, he's one of those guys. His mom and dad, he's mom and dad, and his brother are a big part of his life. He said they're the most important thing ever, and um, so he starts this toy drive, and it and it also goes to some other things as well, like kids camps and whatnot. Um, it does not go to he's his around mom's, kids a lot. Yeah, it does not go to his mom's daycare. It does go to to camps and toys and like it says wow we're over um, four million now Steve. it's at four million four thousand i and you see all the people who have donated and you know andy dalton if the guy from 2017 who the bills fans rallied around he donated three grand in honor of demar hamlin and his number and that's his, why yeah, it was three grand. number three is it three grand uh, so yeah, this it's this spread far and wide pretty quickly and I think it's a testament not only to the you know the good nature that people I think inherently project on themselves it's also the obsession we have with this game. There was think about the millions of people who were watching that game last night and who didn't get what they thought they were going to get. Um and now have changed that over into um thoughts about Demar Hamlin and the yeah. good things he's done, and we've you know we've got all kinds of content here in the building. We're not going to play it all, but you know there are snippets that give you because a lot of you know they don't, you never met him, yeah, and we have, and we've got little snippets that give you an idea of what kind of guy he is. It's yeah. and he's pretty awesome. So that's why a guy like that, not just because it was any player, but Demar, who you know, had his teammates a little really upset and visibly upset last night when they yeah. saw him down. We'll pass along some of that as we move along here in the show. We want to get to the phones, though, now. And leading us off today is Alex in Rockland. What do you have for us, Alex? You're on One Bills Live. Hi, good afternoon, Chris. Good afternoon, Steve. And I just want to say thank you for being a vehicle for not just Bills fans, but f- football fans and just humans in general to 
re- release some of these emotions that are, are so was supposed to be a sport for entertainment, and it quickly changed um, in seconds. And I'm a sports physical therapist with extensive sideline coverage. I've been around sports for 30 years. Uh, I've practiced exactly, Steve, what you were talking about every year. I go through training on stabilizing the, the spine, holding the, the helmet, removing the face mask. It is not easy taking shoulder, uh, shoulder pads off these football players and, and then putting an AED on them. And so right. that's my worst nightmare. Um, and, and I'm usually ready for an ACL. I'm usually ready for a concussion. Right. But this is the worst case scenario. And I can't say enough things for the first responders between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills and, and actually implementing the plan the way it was designed. There are so many different people involved that this could have went wrong. And what they did was, 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 was beautiful. I've been a part of bringing people back to life. I've seen people die. It's part of being a medical professional. And unfortunately, and fortunately, depending on how you look at it, but they did their jobs to the T in front of millions of people. It wasn't like in the corner in a hospital room where only four or five people are involved. You had 80,000 people live. You had um, millions of people on TV. And kudos to the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals working together for this young man. Um, I have a lot of hope for the Hamlins because I've been there. I know that he's going to be okay. I know a lot of people are listening to me right now worried, is this guy going to make it? Is he going to die? Because that's kind of natural. But being a medical professional, I know he's going to be okay. So um, um, Bills fans and football fans and those from Pittsburgh and Hamlin who know this kid uh, intimately, um, please have faith and hope and still pray um, that he comes out 100%. And um, I just wanted to be, as a medical professional who's done this before, I empathetically feel what they went through. So if you have any questions for me, I'll stay on. If not... I just want to wish you guys and say thank you for being a vehicle. This isn't easy for you guys. This isn't easy for you right. to talk about it. Um, so thank you again for, for stepping up to the task and in, in your capacity and what you can do to allow all of us in Buffalo and New York and across the country to kind of heal from this. Yeah, right, and Alex, Alex, I think I the, only thing I, the only thing we would ask, um, just if you could confirm for us the, the sedation portion of the treatment, um, as well as, you know, trying to let his body rest, the whole method behind that, if you have any knowledge on that front as a medical professional. Absolutely. It's actually routine protocol, even for spinal cord injuries, to cool the body, to reduce inflammation, because not, not only was there trauma to the body from the, from the impact, but also there's a, a, a shock response from the rest of the body, and you can actually lose organs. Um, other organs. So the, the whole process of cooling the body down for 24 to 48 hours is protocol to spare other vital organs like kidneys um, and, and liver and other, because the whole body is in trauma. Right. What, what, believe, what I believe would happen was called commodicordia, which is extremely rare. Um, it's why little leaguers now have to, pitchers have to wear chest pads um, because it is very rare. It's like getting struck by lightning at some point, how rare it is. Right. Um, and, but it does happen, and that's why they went through the protocol. And um, if you have any questions about that, again, so is that out. so? Basically, I know it's a cardiac event. Is the heart being shocked out of rhythm from the hit? Is that what we're suspect? I mean, Correct. I don't want to speculate here, but basically, it's, it's basically what happens is is there is an electrical current that goes through your heart that kind of gets your you know your some of the EKGs measuring. It's kind of basically um, the signal that tells the heart to beat. And he got struck 
at right before that signal was going to be uh, to, to have a contraction, and it started a cardiac arrest. And okay. right. it is extremely rare. And so the AED was the only thing that would save him. So what you mentioned, the, the Cincinnati Bengal athletic training staff running immediately and putting the AED, by the way, removing his shoulder pads, that's not, that, that doesn't happen without practice. You know, uh, imagine how nervous those guys must have been. But they've done it dozens of times. And I'm going to be straight up with you. I've done it dozens of times. And I'm like kind of half-assing it. Excuse me. Uh, I'm not putting 100% of my effort because it never happened. Like, okay, we're, not, we're just doing this because we have to. And I'm going through the motions. And, oh, my God, there it is. My worst nightmare. Right on TV yeah. in front of millions of people. Well, I'm usually ready for an ACL or a broken bone, but not this. Yeah. Alex, thank you so much, much for calling and sharing your expertise. It. I appreciate it. Um, and that's, you know, we've, I've started, we've started to have experts weigh in on it. And, you know, it, it gives you a lot of hope about, you know, how uh, DeMar coming out of this. I, don't, I would encourage you to. Um, Mike Tomlin, Steelers head coach, who um, did a little bit of a media session today, um, he, do, he, he was very open about DeMar Hamlin. Of course, DeMar went to Pitt, and if you know where the Steelers practice, it is in one building side by – it's in the same building as the Pittsburgh Panthers. There's just a wall between them. It's one building. You go in one door for the Panthers and right. one door for the Steelers, They're, and both teams use the same practice field. So, um, and Mike Tomlin alluded to the fact that he's known DeMar Hamlin since he was 12 and uh, had some things to say about him today. And uh, he said that before he had alluded to anything about the Steelers game this weekend. Um, I've got it here. He said, it's a really personal thing for me. I've known that guy since he was about 12. I have a lot of respect and love for him as a human being. I have a lot of love for that young man. We lift him and that organization up in prayer. And let's not forget, Mike Tomlin and Sean McDermott are former college teammates. Right. So it wouldn't shock me at all if Coach Tomlin has already reached out to Coach McDermott just to see kind of where he's at. Because here's the thing, and we'll get to break in a second because I know we're up against the clock. Coach McDermott, as concerned as he is for DeMar Hamlin's health, has to lead his team. And he's got to focus on leading more than he can on his thoughts and prayers for DeMar Hamlin because he's the caretaker for an entire roster of players and a coaching staff. So it's only natural for a head coach who knows what that is like in a time of tragedy to reach out and say, hey, how are you doing? Right. It's Yes, exactly, from a peer. But because it's it's typical and and normal, you know, a guy like Sean McDermott, you want to lead your players and be there for them. Uh, but you feel guilty because you don't want to move on without DeMar. You know what I mean? You don't want to lead your team and start getting them in the practice field and start thinking about other things when you've got one of the family um, not with you. So it's a, it's a difficult balance to strike. It takes great leadership, and I have total faith in the Bills' ability to do that and Sean's ability to do that. Um, there was a handful of front office people and people who stayed behind in Cincinnati with DeMar and his family. Um, and so they're, they'll have – eyes and ears right there uh, if anything, if any news comes out. So, yeah, it's a difficult time. And like we said, this is not something any of us have ever been through, not in my lifetime. And um, it's – we're kind of 
treading water a little bit, all of us. Right. So um, we're putting the phones open, and if you want to, you can, you can chime in and, and join yeah. us and, and talk. We'll take a break here, but when we come back, your phone calls at 803-0550, as uh, we all hope and pray for an improved condition for Damar Hamlin, who at latest word still remains in critical condition at the UC Medical Center in Cincinnati. We're back with your phone calls next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker on a very somber Tuesday in the wake of the emergency medical care administered to Damar Hamlin, Bill's safety Second-year player out of Pittsburgh, former sixth-round pick of the Bills in 2021 and just 24 years old. Still in critical condition at UC Medical Center in Cincinnati, to our best knowledge. As soon as we have updates on his condition or where things are headed with his care, uh, we will pass them along to you. And the NFLPA just sent an updated statement. They issued a statement late last night in the wake of this incident They've since sent another statement. The tweet says, our focus remains on DeMar. And then their official statement reads as follows. Our union's focus remains on the health of our brother, DeMar Hamlin. We continue to be in touch with the clubs and the NFL to ensure that Bills and Bengals players have every resource available to aid and support them during this time. We go to the phones, though, now, as promised, as uh, we are here to kind of gather together as a Bills community. Uh, in the wake of this tragic event, and we go to Roger in Maryvale next. What do you have for us, Roger? Oh, hold on. Let me punch him up here. There we go, Roger. Mayville, sorry. Mayville. Yeah, no, I just first and foremost, my prayers. But I was just thinking about what be wrong with giving the whole NFL a bye week and then let everybody adjust and he. Yeah, yeah. I, I I understand where you're coming yeah. from, Roger. I mean, I do remember um, basically when 9-11 happened in 2001, 
the league did take a week off in the wake of that event. Um, that was far different. It, was, it is far different. It, is, it was a national tragedy, and I'm not making light of this incident concerning DeMar Hamlin. Um, the league does have some decisions to make. They were not going to make them last night. As I said, I was on the conference call that the league provided in the wake of what happened to DeMar Hamlin on the field last night, and Troy Vincent, Jeff Miller, the senior vice president of health and safety, and Donna Ponte, who was in the building and the chief administrator of football operations, they were all on the call, and they took about four questions after they kind of laid out how they proceeded through the decision-making process to postpone the game. And basically what they said was, they were asked, what's to become of this game? And their answer was very quickly, we're not concerned with the game right now. What we're concerned with is the health of DeMar Hamlin. The game will be addressed at a later time. No timetable was given for sorting out what's to become of that game between the Bills and the Bengals. They will obviously have to address it at some point in time. We just don't have a timeline as to when that's going to happen. Right. And I would imagine, given, and I, I used the word earlier, the inertia of the NFL and the season and, you know, and all of that, I would imagine it just becomes a hole in the schedule and the Bengals and Bills will play 16 regular season games. I'm guessing here. This is all guessing. But it's the easiest, most expedient way to make it go away is just that it never happened. And they'll, the Bengals and Bills will go on, play 16 games. Everybody else will play 17 games. And whatever the per- winning percentages and how that affects the standings will be what it is, and they'll go on. Yeah. Um, that seems to be the easiest, most no-fuss-no-muss rule uh, of it. Don't know if they've got other contingencies in place. Uh, when you when you start making assumptions about what the league will do and what it won't do, you'd be surprised at how many policies they've had, how many times things have happened before, and they say, well, when this happens, we do this. Um, I doubt they've got a – although COVID might have put this in place – uh, we didn't know if we we're going to get all the games in during the COVID year, and they right. did. So you know, maybe, maybe they, they fall back. Maybe on they some fall of those. back on some of those pro, uh, those uh, protocols. So we'll see. But you know, I yeah, think there's, even there's no night, way for us to know who, where we sit. Who really? I mean, even I've heard a ton of Bills fans like, listen, I don't, I don't even care. Just give us the loss. We just move on. We, you know, we're the one yeah. seed, whatever. We'll go on the road in the playoffs, and we'll and we'll play well. Let's go. Uh, that kind of thing. Um, but that's, that's to be de- determined at a later date. Yeah, and at the league level. Let's go back to the phones and to Jim in Olean. What do you have for us, Jim? Well, in the split second last night, I went from rabid football fan, diehard Buffalo Bill fan, to parent. I can't imagine what it was like for his mother sitting in the stands watching her son and having CPR performed on him. And I really can't see how the Bills as a team can process this and play anytime in the near future. You know, it's it's unimportant. Yeah, Dan, Jim, I'll tell you this. You're right. Um, I think it will be really, really difficult for the team to do anything moving forward until they get 
some sense of what's going to happen to DeMar. Yeah, some clarity on They his need condition. some clarity on how he's going to come out of this, good, bad, or indifferent. Well, however that is, they want some clarity about how this is going to be for DeMar. What, even if it ends his career, but he's going to be okay, or, you know, or whatever the outcome might be. They, it, you're exactly right, Jim. It's going to be really hard for guys to practice, to lift, to go to meetings, to do anything football-related until they get some clarity about how DeMar Hamlin is doing. And when that happens, then it will change for them and, and it will become, um, hopefully, like somebody who you know had a mi- more minor injury, a more minor incident. They can move on and say, okay, we can go. Don't know when that's going to happen. And as for you, you know, talking about becoming a parent, I'll say this. I was I was here at the stadium, and Maddie and I were going to do post game live. You know, Bills Bills um, Bills tonight tonight after the game, and that you know obviously was never going to happen. On my drive home, my mom called me. She's ninety two. Yeah, and you know why? She says I just wanted to hear your voice. Hmm. I mean she she witnessed me getting carted off a football field on a stretcher when I was in community college, Dodge City Community College. She watched me get carted off. Right. Put, well, into, put into an ambulance. Last night probably took her right back to that moment, which she is did. why she needed to call you. She, she had to call me. And my mom, I'm the youngest of four sons, and, and they all played, three of us played college sports. And she went, sat through a lot of games like that. Um, so she, you know, it brought back a lot of memories for us. She just called me, and I was dri- on, on my drive home. And she goes, I just... Want want to hear your voice? That's how moms work. That's how moms work. So that yeah, uh, Jim from Olean is right. Um, you be, kind of become a parent. You you your heart goes out to Demar's mom and dad and her, his brother. Um, yeah. So I I felt it last night when my mom my ninety two year old mom called me. She goes I she says it brought back all the mem- all the feels for her about yeah watching one of one of or two of her sons and over the course of my life get carted off a football field. Uh, nothing like Demar, but still so yeah it hit all of us in this in a different way all right we have to break here more of your phone calls next here on one bills live welcome back to one bills live chris brown steve tasker with you on a very sobering tuesday afternoon in the wake of the emergency medical attention required for demar hamlin who remains at the university of cincinnati medical center in cincinnati after needing emergency treatment and taken by ambulance to the hospital last night, which eventually postponed the game between the Bills and the Bengals. We imagine that it's going to be a couple of days before there's any word on what's to become of that game. Our best guess, as Steve pointed out last segment, was that the Bills and the Bengals will just play a 16-game schedule this season, not a 17-game schedule. And I guess playoff implications will be determined based on winning percentage um, not total games, since their games will not add up to the rest of the teams in the AFC. But in the meantime, we go to the phones as uh, we try to come together as a Bills community, and we're taking your phone calls as a means of therapy today for us to all kind of try to hope and pray that DeMar Hamlin's condition improves. So with that, we go to Albert in Oakfield. What do you have for us, Albert? You're on One Bills Live. Oh, gentlemen, thanks for taking my call. Um, sure. First First, uh, thoughts and prayers, you know, for DeMar, his family, uh, teammates. 
Um, but last night we didn't watch, uh, you know, an Odell Beckham more handicapped. We didn't watch a game-winning field goal or, or anything. Uh, nothing that we need to be keep seeing. You know, nothing we want to watch over and over again. And uh, Sam Ocho, I believe, tweeted it last night, asking people to stop, stop posting that video, stop posting the replay of um, Demar going to the ground. It's not something, it's not something to put out there. I guess I. We just want to ask, um, even as of 10 minutes ago, people still posting it in different groups on Twitter, Facebook. Um, if you want to post something, post a video of him working with kids at camp, working with, you know, his teammates, the community. Uh, we don't care. We don't need to see it over and over again. Um, just send your thoughts and prayers. Send, you know, pictures, videos of, of who DeMar is, not not what happened last night. Yeah, well said. Yep. Well said, yeah, Albert. Thanks for the phone call. Um, and there's a lot out there. I mean, we we mentioned it. We'll show you some of it. Um, but yeah, th- we're not. Yeah, there's no place for that. Yeah, we know. We know. Everybody DeMar. knows what happened. Yeah, we know Demar, and we see him as more than the incident last night. Way more. Um, and so, um, yeah, we've uh, we're not turning this into you know you know this this sensationalized sensationalized spectacle so yeah we're we're here for people to to uh to call in and uh, offer their thoughts and how they're getting through you know a a situation like this that we've all um kind of been caught off guard by it's amazing that we all spend so much time watching this game that has become such a national well national treasure national institution call it what you will um and none of us have seen anything like this um, it's so we're we're in it together and uh, and helping each other through it as best we can. We got a lot of things to consider. How it was handled last night still to me was it's just it's amazing that we've never seen anything like this happened, and the medical professionals on site were ready for it. I was that's just to me it's just right. You just give me a big wow, thank you. You know it's yep. just awesome. Eight oh three oh five fifty. One eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. The number to get on board. Share your thoughts and prayers with us. We go to John, who is actually coming home from the game. I'm presuming you're driving back, John, from Cincinnati. I'm actually uh, in the Midway Airport now, coming back. Uh, oh, you're in the airport. Okay. Yeah, but live outside of Philadelphia. So I just want to say, as you guys were talking about Bengals, and first of all, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. But sure. as you guys were talking about, you know, Bengals Nation and just how how much of a class act they were. Um, I, I've been to, you know, over a dozen stadiums, away stadiums, to Bills games, and I formed that opinion before this even happened. Um, I formed that before the game. It was an incredible atmosphere outside of the stadium, even before pregame, hanging out in the stadium. Bengals fans, I've never seen them host. I've never seen an opponent, uh, opponent fan base host as good as they did. And it was just incredible. Um, and just then the way they responded after was unbelievable. I've been trying to go into what I've been trying to process. I've been trying to process all of this. 70,000 people walk into a stadium to see two of the best quarterbacks, two of the best teams in the NFL for a shot at the one seed, and then this happens. And we walk out of the stadium after an hour of silence, not mourning a loss or celebrating a win, that's what we expected, but instead traumatized just by – but what we witnessed in praying for a 24-year-old man, um, I didn't know how to process that. I had so many emotions, and my buddy just called me and um, check in with me and see how I'm doing. And 
he told me, he said, feel what you need to feel and don't feel guilty if you're not crying or if you're not, you know, if you're not responding like somebody else. So maybe somebody needs to hear that today. But today I started my morning early this morning navigating flight cancellations, delays, and that didn't matter in all of this. But my emotions today have not been fun, to say the least. And for six-plus hours today, I didn't hear this. But in Midway Airport, I get my first Go Bills of the day. And Bills Nation, we know what that feels like. And I didn't say it all day to anyone. I wasn't sure if it was proper or respectful to say that today with what happened. But when that person said it to me, I felt comfort. I felt support. So as Bills Mafia, I feel like Go Bills has many meetings. And today, Go Bills means prayers for Damar. Go Bills means hope for Hamlin. Or Go Bills just means I love you. I'm there for you. So, guys, I just want to say to you guys, thanks for your time today. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for the way you're navigating this tragedy. Um, you're navigating it with love and class, and I appreciate that. And to you both, to the Hamlin family, and to all of Bill's mafia, go Bills, and Thanks. we'll get through this. Thanks, John. Great call, yeah, and we appreciate it. That's a great thought. Um, I hadn't gone down that road, and I, I get it. Um, I hadn't thought about it, but you're right. I said it like four or five times yesterday to people. And... Uh, yeah, thanks for that. It, it means a lot more today and a lot different things today than it did yesterday. Well, and, yeah. Um, awesome. Because in many ways, we are all alone in our thoughts processing all of this. But I think he's right. When you hear Go Bills, it might ring a little bit different today because it's a reminder to you as a Bills fan that their community is out there for you to lean on if you need to lean on somebody today in the wake of this tragic event we will take a break here more of your phone calls coming up next in the second hour of our show uh, as we continue our hope for demar hamlin hope and prayers uh, do your best to send those his way and to his family we'll take a break and be back with more here on one bills live this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 